to Heart Home Community's most recent Baldwinsville Community Update. I'm your host, Shelly Hoffman. Hey, everybody. I am here with the Mayor, Dick Clark. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty darn good. It's supposed to be a scorcher today. I know. I know. You know, I'm torn because we've had so much rain um, and basements have been flooded and um, Cross Lake, like, forget it. If you want to do anything on Cross Lake right now, forget it. Yeah. But um, but I was at Cedar Point with the kids and I was like, it was so hot and I don't want to complain, but <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough because sometimes during the summer you get nice stretches where it's 80 with, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a bit of a breeze and. You know, we, we'd either get up like 90 or rain. Yep. But I, I got to tell you what, I was out walking yesterday with shorts on, you know, no snow to clear. <laughs> we did have a little water in our basement last week. And uh, one of our neighbors, Casey Ostrander, came to the rescue with an auxiliary pump, dropped oh. it in our sump pump. And between our sump pump and that pump, got us out of trouble and, um, it was a little hairy for a few minutes. We thought we were going to have worse problems. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't get, it didn't ruin anything. You know, our okay. basement's not finished. Uh, we got a lot of stuff there, uh, but most of it's in tubs and up on, you know, sitting on uh, pallets and that kind of stuff. So we, we didn't have serious, serious problems, but there, for a few minutes, you start to just picture this keeping coming. And um, I know a friend of mine down on Mechanic Street and Corner Mechanic in Oneida uh, lost the, um, computer system in her heater or yeah her furnace, furnace. and something to do with the fan i think she has to replace the fan in the furnace um and so people were, were pretty panicky I, I at the the day of the flood chuck mccall would have been what thursday he said to me i said how is everything this was at 11 o'clock he said a whole lot better than it was at three o'clock because yeah. he was up at he's got um He's hooked up to the water system, so if any of the pumps quit, he has an alarm. His phone goes off and wakes him up in the middle of the night. Or if any of the sewage uh, pump station pumps go offline or anything, his he gets a, uh, an alarm. Um, and so he was aware that there were a lot of there was a lot of stuff going on, and he was out on the streets at three o'clock in the morning. Wow! Um, you know, people wonder why you have a DPW and why don't you have the county just do all that stuff? But you have a guy like Chuck and his staff who, who this is their home. Right. And so uh, they, they uh, take a lot of pride in making sure that people have as little problem as possible. And, and it was close. I mean, this Tannery Creek was right at the top, you know, by the sports bowl and the ambulance corps, those things we have to worry about. And, uh, a lot of people had flooding, but mo- most everybody got somebody to come and rescue them. You know, either the fire department or a friend with a pump. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't as bad as it probably could have been. I know people on Cross Lake, Linda's cousin has a camp not too far from where you are. And he was, he said it had gone past his camp and across the road. Yeah. And it touched the bottom of the floor joist, but it didn't ever, never came in his camp. Um, okay. So he was, but he was you know, holding his breath and uh, yeah, cause it doesn't take, it doesn't have to be in there long to cause a lot of damage. No. So hopefully most people had the same news, uh, but it's been, it's been pretty busy um, around the village. Uh, you know, obviously we had our first concert and it was very well attended. Uh, we had no complaints from 
um, our police department about people getting out of control or uh, I, I didn't get a call from anybody on the sound. Matter of fact, at about 830 uh, that Friday night, I sent a text to Chuck and said, should I be nervous or should I be very pleased that I'm not hearing anything? You know, sometimes I can step out of my front door and we're quite a ways away from, you know, the park and I can hear it like it's it's somebody's backyard down the street. And I could not even hear the, the drum, you know, boom, 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 which usually you hear. He said, now it's it, it's going great because he Chuck was out there on the island, sent me some pictures and, you know, it was a pretty good crowd. Uh, so they had a perfect night. Um, and then Saturday's rotary event, you know, the uh, the duck race and the Seneca River days and all that stuff looked like that went off great. It was a nice crowd during the day. I was over that way. A um, lot of people over on the wall, you know, by the visitor center getting ready for the evening. Yes. Boats were double and tripled up, you know, and uh, which, you know, takes us back to some of our good days. And then the thing Friday, uh, Saturday night, the fireworks I heard was very, I mean, I, we didn't, but I, I absolutely just forgot about it. We got uh, something going on before that and it distracted me and I sat down to watch TV and all of a sudden heard the first fireworks go off. So um, didn't, uh, didn't get to see the fireworks except what you could see through the trees, but everybody I talked to said it was a nice show. And, you know, I think it was like everybody took a big sigh of relief. We've had fireworks. We've had a concert. We had the Seneca River days. Our summer, it wasn't a total washout. And uh, yeah. and I was there all day on Saturday. I got there for setup and I was there for takedown. I did leave in between to shower just so that everybody could stand <laughs> to me for the evening event. But, um, but it was. It was well attended. I think everyone had a good time. And it was just to be out and, you know, and, and again, the rotary said, if you're not vaccinated, they announced it a few times, you know, make sure you're wearing your masks and, and whatnot. But, um, but the, you know, we had, they had some food trucks, pizza man stepped in at the last minute to bring some additional food, which was, you know, really nice. Jimmy and Luke are super easy to work with. So again, the community spirit, it's just, it's amazing here in, in the, um, in the Baldwinsville area. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Pizza Man. They're they're right in the center of it, but everybody else would be other people would have done it if somebody asked them. But Pizza Absolutely. Man is equipped because you can you can start slamming those pizzas and and uh, I remember the the taste of Ballinsville two years ago and, and I, I don't remember the number now, but when I heard the number of pizzas that they made and and for your sample for a buck, I mean, you just got a small piece, but it, as time went on, people were coming back and buying couple pieces and 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 uh, Jimmy Delia dad Jimmy was saying yeah yeah well they were coming like eight or ten pizzas at a time and bringing them out and, and as soon as we could open the boxes the pizza was gone and uh, it, it, I, I've got goosebumps because I get so excited with with how our community looks out for each other and absolutely we we, uh, we had an incident recently where somebody had called to say their neighbor's lawn hadn't been mowed and, it, and this isn't the first year that they had a problem with it. And could you do something about it? So Greg Humphreys had talked to the woman who lived there. And it was, there was some health issues and stuff. So we, I made a phone call to Pam Milak and said, do you still have people that are like would mow somebody's lawn? Next day it was done. 
Yeah. You know, and so, you know, was it perfect? I don't know. But, you know, that woman had to look out and say, see her lawn was mowed and know that the pressure was off her for a while anyways. Um, when you live in a place like that, it's more than just a place to live. It's part, you know, it's like everybody's kind of part of your family. Um, right. uh, I, I, I've never can say it enough how uh, proud I am of the people. I mean, I've got a couple things here. I saw the other day, Lauren Russett picked as one of the top 40 under 40. Yes. Here's our, our young lady right in the middle of our community who's doing so much. And it's nice that other people recognize it. I mean, she's a ball of fire. Um, and we need people like that. She's young. You know, you get people like me that get old and we, we go for an hour and then we got to, you know, rest. And somebody like Lauren seems to be able to go nonstop for about six weeks straight. And uh, I'm sure she crashes from time to time. But um, she's such a great addition to our community and the things that she provides and, and the uh, just the energy. And then I got a nice... Uh, See if I can find it. Mike Leffenchek sent me a, an email. Um, Dear Chief Leffenchek, we would like to offer praise to several of your officers as well as the entire Ballinsville Police Department. We live on our boat during the summer, are currently tied up at Lock 24. Around 3 a.m. Saturday morning, your officers came to our aid after it became necessary for us to call 911. It took your officers only two minutes or less to arrive. Once we saw the officers' flashlights, we knew everything was going to be okay. We cannot begin to express the peace of mind this brings to us. We'd like to thank you and your officers for the quick response and professional demeanor. We appreciate your entire department. You all have our deepest respect. Awesome. I mean, when you're the, the mayor or you just live here and you have a police department like that, again, I, I mean, I'm all gooseys. You know, I mean, it, it just... What more can you ask for out of a place that you live than that, that safety and, and the comfort knowing that if, if it, in the middle of the night I'm, I'm in distress and I call, somebody's going to be here quick and, you know, it might save my life or my wife's life or, you know, your daughter who's not feeling well. You, boy, you'd be real happy to see that uniform standing at the door. And uh, so we're really blessed. Um, and, Shelly, I count you as part of that um, that provides something extra special to our community. Uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the last year plus. Um, once a week, now it's every other week. But um, I, I really do think you provide a wonderful service to our community. It just it just rounds out. We have good places to eat. We have good schools, and we have the extra stuff. And you and others, hats off. If I had a hat on, I'd take it off. Um, well, thank you. But I, I'll tell you, I, um, I say it all the time. I really enjoy living here, being a part of it and going back to the police department. Um, you know, they do the checks. They walk around at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And so my building is one of the buildings always has those little blue cards. They start using again. And uh, Chief Leffenchek told me if the building's ever unlocked or they're concerned, they would call the building owner to come down. And apparently one evening, the, the main door to my building was not locked. And instead of calling me, they just went to each of the offices and made sure the offices were locked. And since everything was locked up, you know, that's really at the end of the day, all that we care about is that nobody can get into individual offices. They put a card in each one of the doors to let us know that they were there, that maybe the front door wasn't locked, but every other office door was. And I thought that was really, really cool when I came in that day and saw all the little blue cards. 
So again, hats off to our police department. I always appreciate them. I remember one day um, we, we attended the Wesleyan church over on Downer street and some, one of the police officers checked the door there and left the card. And s several of the people were just floored that the police took time to check a church door. I said, but you know, you're, you're part of the community and you know, they don't do it all the time. And somebody must've went, Oh, geez, I've never checked the church. I wonder, you know, I'll just stop by. Cause they, that was the first time anybody had seen a card and they were asking me about it. And I said, Oh yeah, that's, that's one of the services that, you know, people go away on vacation. Nice to know that, you know, you might not catch somebody, but, but if there was a window open that somebody had gotten into your house, uh, you know, maybe they could catch somebody or at least get the window closed so somebody else doesn't get in the house. And uh, I, it, a lot of great things go on when people say, what do you get for your tax money? That's the kind of stuff you get that you don't see. Right. You, know, you, you see the paving on the streets and that kind of stuff. But uh, the peace of mind is, you know, I don't know what price you put on peace of mind. Uh, but um, just let people know. The calendar lady is has started the process. She said, if anybody is interested in the calendar, whether you're going to want to buy one later or whether you might have a picture uh, that you think would be worth running in the calendar, and it's pretty much close to the time you should get them in, go to Baldwinsville Calendar Sales on Facebook, like it, and then keep following it because it'll say calendars. You can start signing up for a calendar. We like to get people signed up ahead of time. It gives her an idea how many to order on the first go round. Um, she's gotten a lot of wonderful pictures. Um, and if you go on there, if you have some pictures, you can submit them and, and give her permission to use them. That's important. Um, and some of them, um, you know, the uh, pixels, you need more than, you know, you can't run a picture too big because it starts to blow out. But they can run it small, but if you have that where you can send it, you know, with a higher resolution, um, maybe you can use it bigger. But don't wait because it's almost the end of August and the calendars usually are out in the, by, you know, the end of October, beginning of or middle of October. So people can have them for Christmas and that type of stuff. So, um, the so calendar. I have to ask you, Mayor, did Linda give you all those words about pixels and resolution stuff, or did you know that? Because I feel like I'm talking to Linda right now. <laughs> right now. I, used to, I used to work at the newspaper. Oh, that's right. So we would hear that we didn't have, there were not enough pixels for them to scan, and we needed the resolution, but I hear most of it from my wife. Yes. <laughs> I know what it means, but it's not part of my normal vernacular. Gotcha. Um, one close your ears because bad news stuff, but the farmer's market is done for the year. Um, and I was disappointed. I, I, my wife said to me last week, did you see this on the farmer's market site? It's closed because of town demands. Of course it's village, but I went, what demands have we made? I mean, usually they talk to me and I haven't demanded anything. So I call up the guy who was running the farmer's market. Turns out he's real big in the food truck uh, business around here. They, Tuesday nights they go to, I think, Shopping Town. Wednesday night they have a huge crowd go follows them at Great Northern. Um, he's at the fair the entire time. Um, apparently because some of the restaurants aren't there, they brought in food trucks. Um, and he said, 
I bit off more than I could chew. So I had a fellow that wanted to take it over. And I told him, you can take it over, but everything has to go in your name, you know, the insurance and stuff. So I guess he called Village Hall and talked to somebody there about insurance. And, and then when he checked, the insurance was going to be $700 for six months or something. And so that's, that's too much. Um, but in, in reality, what really doomed the farmer's market for this time is every Tuesday was a storm. Right. They had to cancel. If they were supposed to be seven weeks of it, they only had about four. And so some of the vendors were reluctant to hang on because, you know, it's, we, we, it's just not worth it uh, to get over there and then have to break it up because here comes a storm. And uh, so I have to make contact with the fellow who took over to see if he's planning on doing something next year. The village did not put any demands on him other than insurance, which is for everybody. I mean, that was, it's nothing new. And I'm, I'm hoping we can work out something. So we have a farmer's market next year. Um, let's see what else we have. Oh, the, the main street grant program, which you were a part of the first time and, and helped make it such a great success. Um, if you remember, we only had like six businesses, six business owners. One of them had two businesses. Um, and so it was, was relatively simple. This year we had 29. So, and it were, some of them were huge amounts. So it was a nightmare to try to whittle everything down because you don't know, you know, if somebody might have a double what you're asking for, but if they can't get double done, it's not worth doing it. So now you're, maybe if you cut them back, you're keep drop, making them drop out of the program altogether. So we we really, there were a few that we had to scratch that, that maybe didn't comply with some of the things we were looking for. Most of them we, we put a cap on, like at 60000 was the most anybody could claim in the program. 40% um, match instead of 30, uh, just because that way we could get like two more businesses included. And we, our goal was to get as many of our real local businesses included um, as possible. So at this point, we're still working on, you know, we've let everybody know what they can have. Now it's up to them to decide if they want to continue at that uh, rate. And then we'll submit it to the county and, and hope we get it picked as one of the communities. I was thinking about that because obviously um, I'm talking with another business, not any of mine, but just another, you know, business type in the community about it. Um, and it's something that for some businesses, they have to do it regardless. So yeah, this time it is 40% instead of the 27% maybe that was last time. But if it's something that you have to do anyway, that 60% money coming in is so helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, I just wonder, and I think I asked Greg in an email, you know, when will the county decide who, um, what areas are going to get the grant money? And I'm wondering if Baldwinsville will get selected two times in a row. I certainly hope so, but I don't know how many other counties or, or not counties, um, towns or villages are, are applying for it. So, yeah, they, they, they upped the total this year. For the year you were approved, it was 300000 was the total. This year was 500000 Okay. I felt good about the county because they came here to announce the second round. You know, they were in front of the sports bowl because that was, they asked me, what do you think would be a good one? I said, I think the sports bowl was one of the most dramatic ones. And, uh, 
So, and they got and saw it and everybody went, wow, this place looks great. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the fact that they would come to Baldwinsville rather than North Syracuse or wherever to make the announcement uh, just made me feel good about their, the way they look at our village. And uh, I, I think when they see that we end up with like 24 businesses that are going to benefit Matt, you know, I, I got to think some communities, somebody's getting 250,000, just one business. And so now they might have seven and we're going to have 23, 24. I, I really hope that that uh, speaks volumes to them on, on how much it will impact the entire business community. So, yeah, that's a good point. yeah. So that's, that has to be in by the 3rd of September. So Greg is just waiting to hear back. Um, we have uh, our new engineering firm has somebody who's a good grant writing person is helping us put the package together a little bit. Um, and and I, I said, one of the things I want to emphasize is that a lot of these businesses who are involved could have been destroyed by COVID, but they weren't because they were innovative. They stayed loyal to our community and this is our chance to repay some of the loyalty. And, and I really want to emphasize that in our application that, you know, you know, some of our restaurants could have easily just said, we're going to close. I mean, we, we'll, we'll try to open again sometime, but it's too hard. You know, I mean, people are working extra hours. People are getting stressed out. Instead, they all went, we're going to make this work. Um, this is our home. And so we want to pay that back. Um, Let's see. Oh, I got a note from the courts. They're still screening and you have to wear a mask. Even if you're vaccinated, if you go to court, you have to call and set up a time when you can come. And there is a drop box um, outside the door so that if you got a ticket and it, it's strictly, you know, it's a $50 fine and you, and you drop the ticket in a check in an envelope, you put it in the drop box. You don't have to see anybody. And if you have any questions, call the court. Um, there's somebody there every day, um, might not be lunchtime, but, but rest of the time there's somebody around and they'll handle that. But so the courts have not reopened, um, in our court, um, it's all comes down from the state. We have no say over whether the courts open. So if, if ours is not open, I'm guessing that none of them are across New York state. Um, and who knows with the, the, the variant going crazy now, what, when's the next time the court will be open the way it used to be? Uh, maybe it never will. Maybe this is the new wave of court. I, I know people in Florida said that you never go to court. You go to a video play, a video spot, and the judge does it. That saves outbursts in court and that kind of stuff. And so a judge just sits like we are. All right, now you're up because you, you know, were speeding through the village of Baldwinsville, Miss Hoffman. Um, how do you plead? You know, not guilty, not guilty. <laughs> no, um, but the courts are operating, and you know you can get your thing taken care of if you have questions. Um, the highway department, uh, which has been extremely busy, um, you know, with paving and all that stuff, but with and you know they they did a lot like when we have Seneca River days and concerts and stuff on that Friday morning, the crew was at your parking lot at like five o'clock in the morning, blowing the, the stuff out of the corners of the parking areas. 
so they could come by with a street sweeper and pick it all up so that when people come into our village and park, they look around and say, wow, it's pretty clean in this place. Or more likely you would notice if it was dirty. You might not notice if it's clean. Um, so, you know, Chuck takes a lot of pride in his village. Um, he walks the streets a lot. You know, he lives not far from the center of town and he, he walks up through. And if he sees a lot of clutter, he has the crew out picking them up. And they've been uh, really on top of things. But one of the things they've asked help with is they are trying to replace water meters. Um, quite often benefits the homeowner. Sometimes it benefits the village because if it's slowed down, it doesn't read as much water. But then people who, you know, you pay taxes and suddenly we're not getting enough water, enough money to, you know, repair water stuff. So that's important that we keep that fund up. But if it's going too fast, you're going to be spending more money on water than what you're actually using. So if somebody leaves you a note or you get a letter saying that they would like you to call and set up an appointment for them to come and replace your water meter, please respond. Um, it's it's to everybody's benefit, really, that they're, we have the new ones in, that they're running efficiently. And uh, I understand during when the COVID was bad, and even, even so now, um, but if anybody comes to your house, they'll wear a mask. You can, if they come up, you can say the door is open and you can stand at the other end of the room and say, there's the cellar way. They go down, they change the meter and they leave. I mean, there's no reason to stand face to face and have to talk with anybody. Um, but we tell our guys to wear masks and when they go in anybody's house. And uh, so I just, a little bit of cooperation will help us quite a bit. And, uh, you know, it's also a way to discover problems. If there's a leak, that type of thing can get taken care of ahead of time before it becomes a big problem. Uh, you just, whatever communication you get from the DPW will have a phone number so you can call and set up an appointment. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, oh, Canton Woods. Um, Canton Woods has been operating full speed now for um, a few months. Um, and I, I think... Everybody is pleased with that. The, the attenders, the, the people in charge, happy to see faces back. Um, with this latest uh, round of, of the uh, Delta variant uh, getting very active, uh, County Executive McMahon said everybody should, probably should wear a mask inside, but I'm saying senior facilities, absolutely. So that next day, the seniors all started wearing masks. Ruth said there was no uh, huge outcry from people. I think they realized that they're just happy to be able to be in the center. Um, so most of the activities have been carrying on the way they were before COVID. Um, they're actually back to where they can have lunch in the building. You know, you can buy the, the hot meal Monday, Wednesday, and Friday through Peace. Um, and I think you have to wear a mask to the table. Um, you have to call ahead of time to make sure you have a reservation. Um, but again, things are working good. The art class I know has been, uh, the art teacher lives down the street. He said it's been going great. The great attendance, they've been working outside as often as they can. Um, if the weather's nice, they, they go out in the pavilion and do their artwork outdoors. Um, I think people are more creative probably being outdoors in the fresh air and also keeps them from getting too close to other people. Um, so they did have their car show Monday, which is their 
one of their big fundraisers. Um, Ruth said it was a great comeback for the, for the facility. They had 40 uh, classic cars, which is about the most they've ever had right, right around there. Um, they had uh, beautiful weather Monday. I mean, it's blue skies, sunshine. It looked like it might rain in the morning, but it didn't. Um, they had they picked a fan favorite, the senior activity car of choice, and the oldest vehicle. Uh, Lou Korzanewski had the fan favorite, which was a 1955 Ford Thunderbird. John DiDomenico, if you have ever been in the cottage, can't not know who John is. He he got the uh, activity. Activity group choice. He's got a 68 Chevy Impala, which is you see parked at the cottage from time to time. And the oldest vehicle was a 1923 Ford Model T owned by Mike Schoberlein. They had a great turnout. Um, I think I'm, I'm taking a gamble here, but I think the Canal Walk or the you know Canal Side Bistro may have provided food. That was the food outlet. Um, the oh, let me see here. Oh, I see. Okay, the peace lunch is for fully vaccinated. So if you haven't been vaccinated, can participate. Um, you can. You still can get a takeaway meal where you drive up and they'll bring it out to your vehicle. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the flu shot. First round of flu shots. My gosh, the flu. <laughs> it was like non-existent last winter. Let's hope it is again this winter. But Friday the 17th at 9 o'clock in the morning, bring your insurance information. We'll be in Canton Woods. Uh, bring your COVID vaccine proof. Masks are required. At this time, it's going to be an inside clinic. Obviously, that could change if things change. Uh, last year was a drive up because I can remember pulling up and, and getting a shot through the window. Um, the Walk for the Woods um, is the other big fundraiser for Canton Woods. Uh, September 18th at nine o'clock, rain or shine at Canton Woods. Um, if you get a hold of people at Canton Woods, they'll get you a sheet that you can sign up sponsors. Tell somebody I'm gonna make the walk. If I do, you know, how about 10 bucks? And you get 10 of them, made a hundred dollars for the center. Um, it's a nice walk. It's up to the front door of, this, of uh, McCary Town and back. Uh, there also, if you don't want to walk with a group, you can do it virtually any day of the month of September. Just take a video of yourself starting out and finishing type thing. Um, call the center for any uh, any questions you might have. It's sponsored by Michael Tech Service and Overhead Door. Nice to have people that sponsor our stuff. Um, what's this one? Onondaga County will be on hand February, September 10th at 1130 to speak on food is fun. Let's make it healthy, too. You, you will have budget-friendly food opportunity at that point from Emmy's Farm Market. Uh, you can buy a box of produce for $10. Um, call the center ahead of time just so they know that you plan on coming, uh, that type of thing. And that's about all I got. I guess Food Sense is still going. Um, some people say it's the best deal in town. It's uh, $20.50. Order deadline September 13th. You get a, a big box of a lot of frozen food and stuff like that. So 
Um, Kent Woods is going gangbusters. There, everybody seems to be pretty happy over there. Um, I don't think I have anything left for you, Shelly. My little note for you. You notice my wife, my wife embossed it, or I don't get it over here. Aww. Submission. Yes. Right up there. Yes. That's the things I have forward, look forward to. <laughs> he saw it sitting on the kitchen table last night and left me a little love note. That's so That is sweet. You guys have been together so long. The only other thing I want to mention, and people probably have seen it marketed everywhere, is um, the Taste of Albansville is September 18th. Right. So if you um, went to Seneca River Days and you saw how well that went and was well attended and um, just flowed, I mean, hopefully the Taste of Albansville is even going to be um, better. We have some great, um, I saw Tassone's had, you know, um, I think Lauren over at the chamber, she's posting little things about what to expect food wise. And I'm already getting hungry for it. Wow. So. <laughs> Last time the food was great. And I, I, I made one of the great moves of all time. There was an SU football game that day and then, uh, it poured. So I didn't get down there till about, it's like eight o'clock. And so a lot of people had gone home. So, you know, I went to, to Sones, I think had meatballs, some kind of a meatball. Well, there was nobody around. So I, instead of getting four, I got like 17. <laughs> they were just piled in the bowl and, you know, for my buck. And uh, everybody was giving, you know, they didn't want to end up with having to take food. So they were giving it away to the few of us that were still there. And I had a great time because Jimmy, dad, Jimmy Delia was working. Um, and he knows a lot of people that I know from, he grew up in Salve. I was in Balls. They were great rivals for years, but he's, I think Jimmy might be younger than me. I'm not sure. Uh, but we, there's a few kids from Salve that I know that he knew when we were able, just talking old, old days. And I got talking with, uh, Jeff from Angry Garlic. It was the first time I really had a chance to talk with him. And, uh, it was, you know, and it was no pressure because it wasn't, nobody was storming the, counter uh so it was nice to get to visit with people and hear that they really had a good day uh, a lot of people uh, even yeah. even for the rain it was so well attended the music never stopped we danced in the rain we just had a a good old time but yeah. i i say you know if for the taste of albansville the best thing about it is it truly gives you a taste of every restaurant so if you've never been there and I, you know, I know I like Sammy's. I think I mentioned this before when we talked, but I've never really eaten at Sammy's. I've eaten angry garlic. I've eaten pizza man, tassone, sal's, you, you know, you name them. But when I go to um, um, Sammy's, I would get build your own salads because that was one of the places where I literally could just throw what I want. So you never eat off their menu. I am addicted to the roast beef sandwiches now, ever since the taste of Baldwinsville. Never go. thought about ordering it. Always got my build your own salad. And now it's always roast beef when I go over there. So you don't know what you're going to like. Between that and the big chill, you get restaurants putting their best foot forward. I mean, they, they why would you put out something that was mediocre <laughs> to hope that people would go home and say, well, we got to go there and eat this mediocre or whatever it was. I mean, everybody puts out something that they're pretty proud of. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's great for us as customers. We're going to get good stuff. And, uh, you know, it's nice for everybody to get to show off a little bit. And, you know, all the business owners are together. It's kind of cool. You know, they get to talk to each other. And the island is such a great place for that. So um, mostly good stuff today. Yes. And, and hopefully uh, same thing the next time we talk. And 
Uh, I enjoy following your escapades with your daughters and running around the country. Um, I was a I had sent out the note asking about if we were on for today because my wife said, she's on vacation. <laughs> like, like yesterday you posted pictures of uh, Cedar Point. So but maybe it looked, I saw the two of them asleep in the back seat. I think you must be on your way home, but it looked like you had well, Thank you. Well, I have, we're, we're not done for the summer yet. I'm going to go visit some family in West Virginia. Um, a Labor Day weekend, and I'm supposed to go to France, so we'll see what happens with, with France. When do you so go we might France? be doing one of these from the French Riviera. When do you go to France? I go September in the middle of September. So oh. I went to the I went to my doctor this morning, and I said, if you tell me it's a bad idea, I will I will consider. I didn't say I wouldn't go. I told him I would consider. <laughs> And he asked me if I was going to the fair and he asked me if I was going and I said, yeah, I'm doing, he said, you know, there's no more illness over in France. There is, if you go to the state fair, there's no, it's just a matter of traveling back. You have to take the test to get back into the United States. And obviously if you test positive, I might be in France for a 10 extra days, which, Hey, I'm okay being in France 10 extra days. So yeah, you have to stay in a hotel room. So we'll see. If I'm here when we do it, then you know I did not go to France. But if I have the French Riviera in my background, then then I went to France. You may never come back. I you might never come back. <laughs> All right. I'll well, see, thank you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yes, absolutely. Bye, Mayor. Okay, bye, Shelley.